Hello my wonderful friend, welcome to Fate FM Drive Time, welcome to Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Krita, your host today. Thank you for tuning in. Always our uh, privilege to have you with us on this program and please stay with us for the whole hour because we have lined up a very interesting uh, program today like always and you know uh, we're inviting you to be part of this program and uh, you can do that by sending a text message to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one you can ask a question, share the thought with us in regard to the topic which we discuss. We are going to look at some of the messages even coming through um, today. And some of them are uh, quite um, uh, deep ones, you know, and uh, challenging even. Uh, Questions, that's how questions are. Sometimes, you know, can challenge you and not always you can have an answer. That's another thing, you know, but uh, we are um, trying our best, you know, to open the Bible, to look into the Bible, to see what the Bible has to say. This is a religious broadcast and we'll love to see what the Bible has to say in um, the topics which we approach. But it's my privilege to welcome in the studio here Tracy Papandreou. Good to have you with us, Tracy. Hi, Nick. Hi to everyone. Tracy, now, by now, I believe you should know her. You know, she's a very passionate uh, uh, child of uh, child of God, you know, uh, she loves to share the good news, the gospel with as many people as possible. And Tracy worships uh, here in South Australia with um, Brighton Adventist Church. And that's uh, down south uh, on um, uh, number 11, um, what, Emilia? Amelia, Amelia Street, Street Hove. Hove. Yes. What? Uh, is new at Brighton, uh, Tracy. Do you know, I might mention um, what we have been um, uh, doing lately is um, uh, we've had a break for a couple of weeks uh, and we'll have a break next week. Um, but we have been on Monday nights. We've been going through um, a series where uh, we look at really um, deep and important questions uh um, that people often have when they're, you know, coming to faith, wanting to understand faith more clearly. And we actually go through and we um, look at what the Bible says and we actually mark our Bible mm. because sometimes, you know, you want to, you find one particular text and then you need other texts to back it up. And, and, and we've, we, we go through a, a technique of, of um, understanding how to move from, from one scripture text to another so that we can easily find Answers when perhaps our friends have questions, um, uh, you know, some of those big, big questions. And Pastor Gary is always good. He brings along lots of other research that he does. We're so blessed uh, to have a pastor that likes researching not only the Bible, but also, you know, uh, looking at, at what's happening in, in um, you know, the the contemporary world and how that might line up with what the Bible has to say about certain things. Mm-hmm. So, 
So we're very we're very blessed, and I would just encourage anybody if they want to come along. That's on Monday nights at seven p.m., but not this next Wednesday night. We probably had about um, three or four um, sessions so far, but people can certainly come come on in still, and they won't get lost or anything like oh, that. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing with yeah. us, uh, Tracy. And yes, if you like to visit uh, the Seven Adventist Church here in South Australia, Brighton, or many other churches uh, in your area, you just need to um, search for uh, Seven Day Adventist Church in your ha- area, and I'm pretty sure uh, uh, our uh, friendly Google will, will direct you. And it will be actually interesting to, you know, to see you coming. I mean, we have so many um, listeners uh, to these programs and uh, um, we get to know them now, even through the messages, you know. Mm. And it will be good actually to, to come to visit us uh, and see what we do <laughs> it's lovely when you're able to put a face to you know the the listeners that you know are out there um you know we've had a a, a couple of people come and visit us at um brighton church and it's always nice to actually you know see the physical yeah. uh, you know other side of 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 the airwaves if if, if you like so. i may put another plug here just for um, a bit of a function going on uh, here in adelaide in uh, city church and that's on anger street I believe it's 82, if I'm not wrong, but um, uh, make sure that you search for uh, for that Se- Seventh-day Adventist Church on Anger Street in CBD. And in the afternoon, there is um, international dinner, you know. People so that's this Saturday afternoon? This, yeah, yeah, tomorrow. Uh, this yeah. Saturday afternoon mm-hmm. uh, will be international dinner and people will bring their cuisines there, you know, something special from their country and maybe even dressed in some national costumes there. will be good to come and uh, yeah, have a bit of... Um, you know, good atmosphere. Traditional food. Yes. Ah, do you have a lot of different nationalities at that church? I think so. I, yeah. yeah. I've been there before and there were a big number of uh, different, uh, you know, traditions to say so food, which I enjoyed. <laughs> I, know, I know in Sydney we used to do that at our church and we had a particularly um, diverse cultural base in the congregation and it was something that the community looked forward to every every year it was it was packed out because yeah. there was just such good traditional different uh, foods to try so yeah. so yeah that but sounds interesting if it, that's, that's right yeah. and also if you want to worship on the same uh, in the same church you know the program starts there uh, 10 o'clock um, and 11 o'clock with the, um, the sermon main the main sermon yeah. but um, yeah you are invited to join these churches and generally in um, all around uh, in Australia, uh, the services start at around 10 o'clock. Maybe some of them, some uh, 9, 9.30 with the Bible study because it yes. starts with the Bible study. And yes, that's but the main service. The, the main service is 11. Yeah. 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 Not, not everywhere because I can give you another church which the main service starts at 10 o'clock and that's Paravista Church here in Adelaide, South Australia. And then the Bible study, it's a bit later on. But hey... Um, so probably we should say to people, you know, um, if you think of coming along, just do a Google search just to sure. make sure for the church in your area. But generally, yeah. generally across the world, our main service on a Saturday is 11 a.m. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Right. Hey, uh, I've got somebody else uh, waiting uh, on the line here. Let me see if we can hear uh, David Delima. 
David, can you hear us? Maybe not yet, and I'm wondering why. I will uh, try again, see what's happened here, but while uh, we'll try to connect uh, with um, with David, I will um, continue with uh, with a little bit of information about uh, the program which we have for today. And um, today we are going to talk about how did Christ respond to paranormal attacks. The reason we're asking this question because the whole week under this theme of dead and supernatural, is there a link? We ask few questions like, is there, is the paranormal just innocent fun? How should I regard Halloween? And we have a very good discussion on that, uh, myself and uh, Eric, just a bit earlier in the week. Or another question um, we had uh, talking with Don this uh, this time from Western Australia. What does the Bible say about astrology, channeling, mediums? What a question. And then uh, yesterday, um, uh, our uh, uh, friend Hugh and Ricardo, they talked about how should a biblical Christian relate to supernatural in films, gaming, and all those things. But today we are going to look a little bit more into how did Christ respond to paranormal attacks. And my dear friend, uh, as um, we share with you the number, and I will mentioning again now, where you can come through this program and share some of your experience. You may have an encounter with uh, uh, these things, and we'd love to hear from you. You can send us a text message on 04-888-808-11, and we'll be very happy to, uh, to take it on board, you know, and to discuss uh, that. But uh, right now, because, uh, you know, we don't want to keep uh, David um, waiting, um, uh, while I'm trying to establish that connection, I would like to play a song, actually, and uh, we'll be back shortly. Just listen to this song right now, and the song is called Near to the Heart of God by Daryl Sawyer. There is a place of quiet rest to the heart of God, a place where sin cannot molest, near to the heart of God. Oh, Jesus, bless Redeemer, sent from the heart of God. Oh, who wait before thee near to the heart of God There is a place of comfort sweet near to the heart of God a place where we Savior meet near to the heart of God. Oh, Jesus, bless Redeemer, sent from the heart. 
FM Drive Time BQ&A. This is the program which uh, we are sharing uh, from the Bible. Uh, a program, uh, uh, you know, which we look to some difficult questions sometime. And uh, today uh, we have a very good question. How did Christ respond to paranormal attacks? But first of all, let's see if we can uh, hear David Lima from Family Voice Australia. David, uh, are you there? Yes, Nick and Tracy, it's good to be with you. Wonderful, okay, wonderful, David. David. It's good to have you here um, over the phone again. And uh, did you hear us uh, as we uh, introduced the program? Because I don't want to repeat all yes. the points. Yeah, okay, good. Yes, yes. Now, on this, uh, David, um, I just want to start with you uh, right now. A uh, couple of questions because, uh, you know, I believe this is very, very... A big phenomenon in in the world today with the paranormal going on in all aspects, you know, in movies, in you know, media, in yeah, all, all sorts of aspects. But let me ask you um, a question, if I can, David. Yes. Now, because you asked this question, uh, how did Christ respond to paranormal um, yes. attacks? Now, uh, yes. uh, did Jesus had any encounters? With evil, well, he, he, evil oh yes, he certainly yes. did. Yes, constantly. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Book of Mark. If uh, any of your listeners want to just run their eye along the Book of Mark, they'll see several instances of him dealing with uh, people who were possessed by demons, in particular. Uh, in the fifth chapter, there's a remarkable story of the, the fellow we call him the uh, Gerasene demoniac. It's mm-hmm. a bit of a mouthful. The Gerasene demoniac. So from uh, Gerasa, and he was so badly affected by this demon that they chained him up hand and foot, he'd bust the chains and go off howling, he'd uh, he'd take all of his clothes off and run around in the freezing weather naked and living out like a wild animal. Uh, And when Jesus comes along, the the demons uh, start shrieking and and, uh, say, uh, please do not torture us before the appointed time. Uh, Jesus then commands the demons to leave him. And the next scene, remarkably, is that he's in his right mind, he's clothed, he's sitting at the feet of Jesus, he's learning. He wants to follow after Jesus, but Jesus says, no, you go home to your family and tell them 
what good things God has done for you. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's a remarkable uh, episode, and there are several others uh, that uh, your listeners, I'm sure, will enjoy as they oh, run their eye across the book of Mark. Yeah, definitely. And when we mention uh, paranormal, you know, some people may not link that uh, straight away with uh, evil. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Well, uh, the paranormal can involve both good and evil, of course, because mm. the scriptures speak about uh, people that we may offer hospitality to, mm-hmm. and it turns it turns out they might be angels. So, uh, and then when we think of the angels who visited Lot prior to the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah, uh, he didn't recognize them, but they were angels, and he's offering them hospitality. Um, but they are instrumental in bringing destruction to those cities, which would not turn away from their sins. Mm-hmm. So, paranormal can be both good and evil. That's right. That's right. Now. Um Jesus uh, definitely encountered, you know, uh, the forces uh, of darkness, uh, the evil, as you said, um, even from the childhood, in, you know, even at, at his um, birth, you know, uh, people were trying yes. to kill him. But also there was very interesting that, uh, you know, there were some people visiting him when he was a baby, you know, um, the three magis as we Uh, used to say, I don't know what's your understanding about this because they came from a Eastern uh, world, you know, Eastern religion. Um, were they astrologers or uh, what do you understand about that? And what was the relation in between Jesus and them? Are you there? Yep. Sorry, I can't hear you, David. Yes, in Matthew's Gospel. Can you, can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now, yes. Yes, okay. So in Matthew's Gospel, we read about the Magi, or the wise men. Um, I think they are properly referred to as astrologers. They were certainly stargazers. Now, we need to distinguish between astrology on the one hand and astronomy on the other. Astronomy is the legitimate study of the stars and the celestial objects, mm-hmm. whereas astrology is the way in which people foolishly seek to Uh, find uh, direction for the future. So mm-hmm. people read the horoscope every day in the newspapers to find out what sort of day they're going to have. Uh, yeah, we're losing you. I don't know why, David. Uh, make sure that you are in a in a right spot because we're losing you a little bit. Yes. Okay. Um, I'll try and speak up. the uh, the the script The scriptures describe how wrong it is that God's people would try to fortune tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, using the stars. But God in his mercy uses these pagan astrologers because this is a prefigure of the good news of Jesus being shared not simply to the Jewish people but to all of the world, that's the Gentiles. And so there they come from the East. They don't know a thing about the Messiah. They have to get advice. Uh, but they've seen his star. So remarkably, God can even speak to pagans through their astrological studies mm-hmm. because he is a God of mercy and, and people who are lost in their sin, they don't know any better. Uh, uh, and remarkably, God used that star to bring the good news of Jesus to these pagan astrologers. Right. And yeah, we, look, uh, some uh, people may have uh, a misunderstanding about uh, this concept of uh, paranormal, uh, the link in between uh, that and uh, even the evil forces. But um, uh, the evil forces are using this sort of thing, particularly in these uh, days, David, uh, in the modern 
era when um, we are bombarded through the movies and games and all those things and books uh, about the paranormal and as you just said uh, um, David uh, people using that sometimes for fun but sometimes for uh, just strongly believing in that as you just mentioned the horoscope and all other things um, I want to just go probably um, to uh, to Another question, just uh, quickly, if we can, David, before we lose you. Um, in the book of uh, Revelation, uh, Christ was under attack. The book of Revelation um, presents some of the things there. Can you share with us a little bit? Yes, the book of Revelation, in the 12th chapter, speaks about the woman who gives birth to a child. The dragon wants to consume the child but the, the child was taken up into the presence of God. Mm-hmm. So it's, the book of Revelation is a very difficult book for us to understand. It's been suggested by one scholar that the book of Revelation is a lock for which we have lost the key. Mm. So it's very hard to understand. But that does look to me very much like that episode. Again, it's in Matthew's account, following on from the arrival of those wise men, is that King Herod tried to kill Jesus, but he, he escaped. And so I wonder if there's a tie-in there, but there is a, a hatred by the devil of, any, of anything to do with Christ. And this is such a warning to our listeners, because those who follow in the pathway of astrology, uh, fortune-telling uh, and uh, tarot cards, uh, Ouija boards, you name it, mm. uh, there are demonic forces behind this, and uh, even behind the worship of material things, is the worship of demons. Yes. So there's this, this entire sort of spiritual aspect out there that we don't think very much about. But yeah. particularly uh, if if we have people who are dabbling with astrology and witchcraft and all of that, but there, there must be a very strong warning which which you and I would would share uh, as we as we speak to the, to people in that situation that they must turn away from it because when when we read about what demons do to people and what demonic forces do to people, it's always horrendous. Yes. And that example that I shared earlier of the uh, Gerasene demoniac mm-hmm. uh, just makes that point so clearly. So I do implore listeners who have been dabbling with witchcraft or with uh, astrology and so on to turn away from that. Yes. Uh, God wants to forgive uh, and he wants to restore. Yes. But we must, we must recognize that he's a God of righteousness and he wants us to turn away from wrongdoing as we receive the free gift of salvation in Christ. Absolutely right, David. And I just want to mention, as we talked about the book of Revelation, because it was written after Jesus, you know, uh, his ascension uh, to heaven. Of course, in the book of Revelation, make references to that, that, uh, you know, the woman who was with child, you know, and uh, Satan was enraged, you know, and tried to, to, and then it refers back, you know, we haven't got time now to talk about even uh, Herod, you know, and um, yeah. in, the, in the time of uh, Jesus and all those uh, yeah. terrible things. Uh, but another thing which you mentioned, I just want to uh, to say this. Uh, you pointed out, because it's true, David, many people believe that the book of Revelation, it's a closed book, or it's yeah. uh, hard to understand, which is an amazing thing that it says Revelation, you know, the book of Revelation, <laughs> which reveals yeah. things. And, you know, yeah. I'm learning, actually, when right now I'm studying the book of Revelation with some more people, 
And I'm amazed of the keys which we have in our hand if we know the Bible, you know, even the Old Testament. And uh, you, you talk about the book of Daniel in the Old Testament, how well it, it links with the, in Revelation. Actually, it's a beautiful book, the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. If you have the right tools in your hands, if you have the keys yeah. which unlock the secrets of prophecy, because Revelation is quite a bit of prophetic and symbolic uh, book in many aspects. But it's a wonderful Absolutely. book. Probably it it's is. one of the best book which I mean, which I like myself uh, along with David, the book, uh, the book of Daniel. Sorry, not da- David, yeah. uh, the book of uh, Daniel in the Old Testament yeah. and a few other um, prophetic books, you know, like Isaiah and uh, uh, yeah, all those things. But David, uh, thank you so much for sharing with us today. Um, we had a bit of a few glitches here at the beginning, and time is just flying quickly. But we really appreciate your uh, your share with us. May God bless you and as you travel around, I just wonder now maybe in a, in a sentence or, or two, as you travel around in many churches and groups like that, have you came across or did you have an encounter with this sort of thing, the paranormal and uh, um, those things? Come, is there anything which comes in your mind which you can share maybe very briefly? Yes, I recall once being at a church where there was a young fellow there and we, we learned just a few days later, that he had been uh, he had been uh, attacked by Satanists, and they had done things to him that I can't repeat on air. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the the truth is that when we depart from Christ and we mess around with things that are evil, we always pay a terrible price uh, because Satan is incapable of love because God is love. And though many people may be attracted to Satanism and witchcraft, at least seem to be growing in their uh, in the level of interest that's being provoked in our society that we must turn away from these things because they always end in misery absolutely right thank you so much david uh, this is david lima from family voice australia with us on drive time bq and a uh, may god bless you david and looking forward to see you back in the studio when you can thank you this program is made possible by the support of adventist world radio Yes, and uh, back in the studio here with uh, Tracy and uh, Nick uh, Kurita, uh, we are looking into this question, how did Christ respond to paranormal attacks? Just before we moving on into this uh, um, question, to just to learn a bit more from the Bible, I have a book in my hands, I mean, an information of, about a book which we want to give you, and it's our free offer for today called Battling, I'm sorry, I'll say uh, the title from the beginning, Not Alone, Battling the Devil by uh, Cheryl Potter. And this is a wonderful little book uh, with the story of a young girl who had some experiences in her life, even being bored that, you know, her mother was too busy with work and father drunk and uh, her all the brother busy with his life. She was just a bit bored, I think, with things. And she came across, um, you know, the Ouija board and those things. And she was experiencing some supernatural forces in her life. And um, didn't take too long to, to have uh, lots of issues and troubles. But this book, it's uh, sharing about her story, how she relates that... Uh, only through God she was able to get rid of it. 
of those uh, evil forces in her life. And I will encourage you to get this book, read it, and uh, it may help you. Uh, the book is yours today. You just need to send a text message with the code SA51. SA stands for South Australia, 51, no space in between. Don't add any other comments on the text. Just send that uh, code and the book is yours. Our uh, faithful robot will ask you a few questions just to make sure that uh, we have the right information from you to deliver it to you. Tracy, uh, let's uh, look at a uh, uh, couple of questions here before we taking another short break because I'm tempted to play another song, but time is going quickly today. Mm. But we'll, we'll see what we can do. And I'm still inviting uh, our listeners to send us the text message uh, with their question or uh, a comment in regard to this. And the number is zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. Now, what do we mean? when we use the term paranormal? Because David alluded to this and explained a little bit, but can you share a little bit more? Yeah, um, uh, David highlighted the fact that, that people tend to think um, when they hear the word paranormal, they just think about um, oh, evil spirits and things like that. But the, the definition of the word paranormal is, uh, well, a paranormal event or power, for example, the appearance of ghosts, cannot be explained by scientific laws and is thought to involve strange, unknown forces. So right. anything, um, you know, be, be it good or bad, um, that just seems to be very strange, that, that science can't explain in any way, mm-hmm. at least at this point in time. Yes, and today we are looking at that uh, question, uh, how did um, Jesus respond to paranormal attacks? We know from the Bible that the events did actually exist. So we know that yes. paranormal things exist, yeah. yes, uh, if we believe what the Bible that's says. That's exactly right. Now, can you talk about some of these events uh, that are listed in the Bible, not just to talk from uh, memory, just open the Bible today, and that's what we like to do um, through these programs on Faith FM, to allow the Bible to speak. Yeah, so the, probably the most well-known of these confrontations, paranormal confrontation between Jesus and um, the devil, or um, and sometimes it's between him and the devil and sometimes it's between him and demons, uh, but this one is actually with the devil and it's um, the temptation that he um, underwent when he was in the wilderness of the desert. So I'd like to actually read what that has to say. As you said, Nick, we want to ensure that the Bible is 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 what's actually um, you know people have the opportunity mm. to hear the word rather than just our opinions on on things. So in Luke four uh, one to thirteen, I'll I'll read that. It says then Jesus, and so the then is he'd just been baptized, he'd been given the approval from his father from above. Uh, then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. So that's very interesting. Mm. The Holy Spirit led him into mm. this wilderness situation where he was tempted for four. 40 days by the devil. So it wasn't just a one-off. It was a long 40 days of being tempted in all different ways. And in those days he ate nothing. And afterward, when they had ended, he was hungry. And the devil said to him, If you are the Son of God, command this stone to become bread. But Jesus answered him, saying, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. 
Then the devil, taking him up on a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said to him, All this authority I will give you and their glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Quite arrogant, actually. Mm. He's, he's saying, hey, I'll give this to you, Jesus. Um, therefore, if you will worship before me, this is Satan continuing, therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours. And Jesus answered and said to him, get behind me, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and him only shall you serve. Then he, this is the devil, brought him to Jerusalem, set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you to keep you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. So um, we know that devil knows scripture because mm. he's quoting scripture here. And Jesus answered and said to him, It has been said, You shall not tempt the Lord your God. Now when the devil had ended every temptation he departed from him until an opportune time so we know that's that's a a drawn out experience that jesus had with the devil um and i think um there are lots of things that we can actually take from that absolutely and just looking at this passage i just want to look in also in another translation um like Probably I may ask you to just read that part again in mm-hmm. uh, the end of verse 1 mm-hmm. because it says that he was led by the Spirit in the wilderness. As you said, by the Holy Spirit yes. led in the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil. Mm. Now, I'm not sure if other translations will say to be tempted mm-hmm. by the devil mm-hmm. because that's a bit of different. Now, doesn't mean that the Holy Spirit led Jesus in the desert to be tempted. He led him in the uh, led into the desert because Jesus was there to. Maybe, it was a test. It was, it was a, a, test, test. a test. A test. But temptation came. The devil saw the opportunity. The mm. devil is watching for the opportunity. We may even set aside my, ourselves to go for a quiet time somewhere, take a time off, you know, from the worldly things, to commit ourselves to God. And you know what? Then it's when the enemy will attack even more. Mm. Uh, can you, uh, in your translation, just uh, which trans- uh, this was New Living Translation? Which one do you read from? Um, I've got the New King James. New King James. What says in King, New King James? The so I'll repeat it. It said, um, "Then Jesus, being filled with the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness." being tempted for 40 days by the devil. Yeah. So it's yeah. clear that the devil is tempting him. And yes. we know from Scripture elsewhere that it says it's not God that tempts, no, tempts of man, course. it's, it's the but devil. The, but, but the Holy Spirit was the one that led him into the wilderness to allow for that testing situation. But what I would like to make sure here, because from this both translation doesn't necessarily say that he was led in the desert to be tempted by the Satan. Doesn't no. say that. It no. says that he was led into the uh, desert there, and then the Satan came across and tempted him. Because I think it makes a big difference uh, if we look. I personally, mm-hmm. I personally, um, I think that we do get situations where we are, we are, the temptation comes and we are. Um, given the scripture tells us that we have that that whenever we are tempted, the Lord will always provide a way out for us. Absolutely scripture right. Scripture tells us yeah. that. Yeah. But um, 
you know, we can't deny that there are situations where we are tempted. Now, the temptation never comes from God, but, um, you know, Jesus had this amazing um, sacrifice that he had to go through. Mm. Um, And just as Abraham was put in a very difficult situation with the being, with the test of whether he would sacrifice his his only son. I personally believe I'm I don't know maybe I don't have this right, but I personally believe that the spirit allowed that situation for a testing. Mm. The testing, the the tempting. Let's be really clear. Mm-hmm. Did not come from God. Yeah. But uh, you know the, the the spirit didn't say to the Lord. No, go here instead. He allowed that that the Lord would would be in the yeah. wilderness. The, like the, you that. see, because uh, there are differences, and even in the Lord's prayer, there is a section there, and not to lead into temptation, absolutely, or not to uh, allow us through temptation like that. You know, because we praying, because of course, when we are tempted, um, many times if we are not equipped and prepared. As Jesus was, I mean, he, you just said he had the confirmation at his baptism yes. that the Father is with him and the Holy Spirit uh, um, descended on him and all those things. I mean, he was uh, protected, but the yes. enemy didn't take any well, he was strong. chances there. Yes. Yes. He just went full on yes. to, to attempt him. But look, uh, Tracy, let's move on. Um, okay, uh, what do you think? then we can understand from uh, Jesus' approach to the situation um, about how we may uh, or we might uh, approach such attacks. Yeah, so, uh, you know, we know that the paranormal exists and, um, you know, it might not be so evident as it was with, with Jesus in this situation, but, you know, we know that there are times when we, we um, are tempted, etc., and we know that that always comes from the Lord, uh, excuse me, sorry, comes from um, Satan. Um, but I think there are some good um, lessons that we can, and, and some things that we can take on board from, from this particular scripture. You know, we need to believe that these paranormal things exist, um, and also that we need to, um, we need Christ's power to mm, overcome. Mm. You know, we can't do it in our own strength. You know, we need to be quite clear about that. Jesus used scripture. If you look at, you know, what, what I went through, um, each time when, um, there was, um, Satan, you know, put a temptation to him, um, it, Jesus used scripture to respond to him. You know, but it's really interesting. He was able to use that scripture with authority because he is the mm, word. Mm. And so obviously, you know, the the word is so much part of him. He was able to use it with authority. Can we use it with authority too? I think we can, mm. but we need to really you know, we we need to take it in that it's part of us. Mm. So we all or Jesus in us. Exactly, mm. exactly. We have that authority because it becomes part of us. You know, we're taught we're in the Lord's Prayer. We talk about you know um, having our daily bread, and bread is also a symbol for Jesus mm-hmm. as well. It's also a symbolism for the Word, and I believe that just as we take in our physical food needs during the day when we're taking in our scriptural our spiritual needs from the Bible 
Bible that that is our way to fortify ourselves. Yeah, um, and um, and and that's really important because that's the way that we will be able to have that that authority. I think we also need to um, be aware of the tactics used by the devil and his ultimate goal. You know, and just keep that as as top of mind when we're going about our business. Not to be scared of mm-hmm. it. But, you know, the the scripture also tells us that we know that the devil roams around like a roaring lion seeking who he can devour. Yes. You know, so we need to know that that is a part of the reality of, you know, the the life of a Christian, well, the life of anyone. But, you know, uh, we know that that he he, um, has particular focus on Christians as well because, you know, there's that that desire to pull them away from that path. Yeah. And what do you think – What's the um, the devil's ultimate goal? Well, I think we see that in the scripture that that I read in the temptation of Jesus. Um, he he's he's so emboldened that <laughs> that um, so we see that he offers to Jesus all of these these beautiful parts of the world, these different worlds. Which you know, when when you read that, you kind of think. Wow, is that arrogant? You know, like Jesus who created everything. Now Satan is actually saying, well, you know, you can have all these things if you like. All you have to do is bow down Mm. and worship me. And just to clarify all of that, Adam and Eve basically, so Adam was given dominion over earth Mm -hmm. and he gave that away when he chose to go along with what the enemy said at the temptation there and so this is why satan sees that the world is his possession but he's prepared to give it to jesus it's just mind-blowing the the arrogance there if jesus will bow down and worship him so we can see that him getting the ultimate worship rather than jesus is what he's really after. And this is very important point which you raise up here about the worship because in a way he was right. I mean he claimed the ownership mm. of uh, um those uh, of the humankind mm. actually because uh, we all sinned through uh, mm. Adam and Eve. Mm. But he could not claim the the world and everything else you know in this world which was created by god you know even though the dominion let's say uh was curse this world with with the animals and all those things but you know in the bible says I mean, god says you know the the cattle of a thousand hills are mine the all the gold is mine all this is mine um i mean the material thing you know and that's why God came in the person of Jesus Christ to reclaim what's mm, his. Mm, mm. And now it's putting before us, before mm. me and you, before uh, everyone to choose. A choice. To choose. Mm, mm. Do we choose now to go along with what the enemy claims that we belong to him? Or do we go with God, the one who rescued us, who prayed, uh, to, who paid the ransom for us through his mm, blood. Mm. And I think this is very important. Even as we talk about these things, you know, about the uh, manifestation of the evil one in different forms, 
which is so real, it's true, because we still live on this earth, mm. and sinful earth. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, Jesus sorted out, because he cried out on, the, on Golgotha there, the cross, it is finished. Finish. It Amen. is finished. And Amen, amen for, for that. But okay, uh, look, Tracy, let me just take a short break uh, mm-hmm. here uh, right now. Play a song and we'll be back uh, shortly. Uh, probably I will choose this one now. Uh, Jesus Calling Us. Mm-hmm. And this is a song by uh, Danny Bryan. And we'll be back shortly. Please stay with us. Jesus calls us over the tumult of the sea. Daily hear him. Come out, Christian, come and walk with me. Jesus calls us from the worship of the things that we This is Faith FM Drive Time B Q&A with Nick Rita and Tracy, Tracy Papandreou. Today we're looking at the question, how did Christ respond to paranormal attacks? Just before the break, uh, Tracy was sharing with us, uh, uh, you know, uh, devil's uh, boldness uh, to, um, to claim that uh, pretty much everything is uh, his. And he even asked Jesus to worship him mm. uh, if he wants to, to get uh, some of those things. Uh, what 
not a bold statement there by the enemy. And we talk a little bit about uh, how real is the enemy, the devil, um, through all these things which we mentioned for for the whole week, actually, in paranormal, in uh, channeling, in mediums, in uh, astrology, all those things. But, uh, Tracy, I just want to continue now, um, uh, now, as you talked before about uh, being aware of the devil's uh, attacks, um, can you give us some more um, examples? Yeah, as, as I was saying, I think, you know, um, the temptation of the Lord in the desert is, is really interesting because we can see very clearly the devil's tactics that he uses. I think it's really interesting that it says that, um, that, that Jesus was tempted for 40 days and then um, we're, we're told, we're given specific things about the, the temptations that were put before him. So there's a series of tempting that goes on. And then he, he comes in for the kill, if you like, Satan. And I think it's really interesting. He waited to when Jesus was tired and hungry before he actually really came at the essence of what he wanted. Um you can see that he tried to place a doubt in the mind of Christ mm-hmm. about his role in the salvation plan. And a number of those things said, if you are the son of God, you know, make these stones turn into bread. If you are the son of God, throw yourself off the, mm. off this, um, pinnacle and, you know, the, the Lord will save you. He twisted the interpretation right. of scripture. Mm. So we know that he knows scripture because he's quoted scripture and I actually went back to check whether what he was quoting which was the Psalms was actually what was in the Psalms and it was the same mm. but you know he he in, it, at least in that situation was exactly the same but he twists the interpretation of, of scripture so I think it's 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 really interesting that um, we see this and we see that this is his tried and true tactic because he started using this tactic from the very beginning. If we go back to Genesis, I'd like to read about the temptation and fall of man there. So Genesis 3, 1 to 6. Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God has had made. And he said to the woman, has God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die, for God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate. So we see that that tactic of twisting scripture was used from the very beginning. Twisting God's words Mm. was used from the very beginning. And placing uh, doubt in the minds uh, of um, of our parents and in the mind of Jesus. Yes, and actually I think it's really interesting when you look at um, verse 6 there, it talks about the, the woman's thought process that mm. she went through. So she's put aside that God said I shouldn't do it and instead she's starting to reason. And that's something that we have to be a little bit careful with as well. Sure, we're supposed to engage our mind. We're not supposed to come in like dummies and, you know, it just blank and, and not, not, um, reason at all. But when you're reasoning against God, 
which was what she was doing here. She had an explicit thing, no, you're not supposed to touch that. That was very clear. And she was instead finding her own reasoning for why it was okay, which is something that we tend to do these days as well. We like to find our own reasons. Oh, it's not that bad, Mm. you know, and Mm. that's what we have to be very, very careful of. Absolutely. Uh, do you um, uh, think of some passages in the New Testament also to um, to share with us uh, in this regard? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think uh, we can see that um, uh, we see how Jesus responded in um, the situation in Luke eight twenty six to thirty three. This is the demon possessed man being healed. This is the the situation that um, that David was talking about mm-hmm. earlier. Um, and let me just uh, go through that quickly. Um, then they, so this is Jesus and the disciples, sailed to the country of the Gadarenes, which is opposite Galilee. And when he stepped out on the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. And he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house, but in the tombs. When he saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. For he had commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. For it had often seized him, and he was kept under guard, bound with chains and shackles, and he broke the bonds and was driven by the demon into the wilderness. Jesus asked him, saying, What is your name? And he said, Legion, because many demons had entered him. And they begged him that he would not command them to go out into the abyss. And we know the story that instead he actually commanded the demons to go into the pigs and they um, fell fell into the water and the villagers didn't really like it. What we see here is a little bit different. We see Jesus engaging only briefly, Mm -hmm. but engaging with a demon here where he's saying, "What what is your name? Right, but I would like to point out it's a very brief encounter, and and we see the balance of power in this situation. The demons are begging him; they understand that they are under his authority. So we don't have a situation with a demon, um, you know, being full of power. We have the demons being very aware that they are before the King of the Universe. Yes. So that's a very different situation in which. Jesus actually briefly engaged with the demons. Yeah, no, that's a good point, and uh, probably we don't need to uh, to walk into the temptation no. of uh, of approaching uh, head on uh, the devil. But if we come across situations like that, we need to make sure that we have Jesus yes. with us because our fight is only. Through Jesus, not on our own uh, power. We don't have that. Um, and then, yeah, you mentioned very well. Um, all right. Well, uh, then, then, yeah, we, you say that we should not, uh, uh, There's a difference between us and Christ. Yeah. And we need to be very aware of, of, you know, <laughs> the fact that we just cannot in our own efforts um, stand up against um, the Lord. I also wanted to briefly mention uh, Acts nineteen eleven to 16. We don't have time for me mm. to actually read it, mm. but there is an example of where some Jewish people, they were actually seeing, oh, wow, you know, there's all of these miracles taking place. You know, they're just taking the handkerchief of Paul and they're healing people with it. So they started to say, in Jesus' name, in the um you know be be healed the 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 god of paul and the demons said 
who are you? Mm. We know Paul, we know Jesus, but we don't know who you are. And they basically attacked the men. Yes. So, you know, we we need to, there's an example of when, you know, you, are, you don't have that right authority, you know, you really should not be engaging with, with um, these evil um, uh, entities at all. All right, that's uh, that's wonderful. Now, yeah, our time is up, um, uh, Tracy and listener. Uh, but um, yeah, I think it was a very important thing to acknowledge that we are in a battle. We are in a battle. Jesus, our Lord, he was exposed to. Uh, and if the enemy was not uh, sparing uh, Jesus, uh, he will not uh, spare us. He will attack yes. us. And we need to have the armor of God uh, with us all through through. This. We need to stay fortified in the Word. Yes. Uh, are there any points which you like to just point out, that just to conclude in uh, in thirty seconds? Yeah. Okay. Stay fortified in the Word. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think it's important to keep ourselves physically strong and well to the best of our ability because when you're tired, that's when the devil is more likely to come at you. So I think keep ourselves strong, actually physically, as well, um, and know that ultimately God has complete power over the enemy, um, but he may choose to not catch you should you fall if you deliberately walk into the enemy's territory, you start playing those though, with, with fire. Mm, um, I mm. think it's, you know, we're told not to tempt the yes. Lord. So, you know, don't go there if you don't, uh, if, if, if you're not, Yes, absolutely right. My dear friend, um, thank you for uh, being with us uh, today. We are inviting you to join us again when we are looking at how God was God when he created hell. Uh, That's very important uh, one. uh, And we'll ask questions like, is hell real? What? Where? And so on. Where is hell? But uh, may God bless you. Have a wonderful walk with our Lord Jesus Christ. And all the best. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.